So hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Citation Needed Cast. Uh, my name is James Chung. I serve as uh, president of Citation Needed, and I'm here alongside uh, Danielle Voss, our co-president, and Alec Osborne. Um, I just graduated this past semester. Uh, my research was on um, development of more palatable holy bread. I'll let um, Danielle and Alec introduce themselves. Hello everyone, my name is Danielle Voss and as James said, I'm one of the Citation Needed co-presidents and a co-host this year for the Citation Needed podcast. I'm, I'm a graduate student in the Department of Food Science and Technology at The Ohio State University and my research focuses on natural colors and phytochemicals for their use in food products. Hi everyone, my name is Alec Osborne. I serve as the podcast chair for Citation Needed. My major is Nutrition and Industry and I currently do not have any research experience, but we'll get to that in the episode as to why. Right, so uh, this episode, we will actually be interviewing our very own podcast chair, Alec, uh, about his experiences with COVID as a college student. So um, just as a question, so when COVID initially caused all the mass shutdowns of universities, businesses, et cetera, back in March of 2020, what was your experience like as a college student at that time? Well, I would say it was obviously very hard because everything was just kind of taken away from me. You know, I was used to living in my dorm, just being on my own, and pretty much just making my own choices, uh, finally, after being in high school and living in my hometown with my parents. So that was definitely a struggle, just kind of feeling like I had my independence taken away from me. And then classwork was obviously harder because I felt like certain uh, teachers were not able to fully adapt to the situation, which is understandable because we're all going through the same thing. But that was all definitely a struggle more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. I remember I remember being in the same everything went online. I felt so bad for the professors who had to move everything online. Yeah, and actually, uh, I'm very proud of how my professors personally responded to the incident with how hard they tried to move everything online. Right, so do you feel like the college student culture surrounding COVID perceptions has changed since it first caused the shutdown? Um, I feel like at first more college kids were actually worried about COVID because of the many unknowns associated with it at the time. But I feel like as everything has gone on, more than anything, people just become more relaxed. As you could tell this semester, you know, OSU had problems with enforcing there are different restrictions, like no more than 10 people, no throwing parties, things like that. So I feel like more than anything, college kids just became more relaxed and unafraid of COVID itself. So Alec, as we've now finished our first semester here back from COVID, how do you feel the university has handled going to the hybrid mode or some in-person, some online classes? How did that work with your learning? Um, and how did you enjoy it or what were the challenges you faced? I feel like it did depend on the teacher because I did have some teachers who initially said, you know, originally my course was very low technology. It was all in person taking hand notes. And then those teachers are now forced to actually use technology. So you could tell when they struggled. But then again, I had other teachers who had taught online courses before. So they knew how to adapt the material to better fit the students engagement. Now I say my biggest problem would always just be when it was unclear on what material we should actually ingest and which material was, I guess you could say optional, because some classes would be like, now we're having a Zoom meeting 
and you don't have to show up, but we're not recording it, but it has important material on it. So that was always a struggle. But I feel like most teachers did a good job of just saying, here's the material, watch the slideshow, take the notes, and then if you have questions, come to office hours. So I'd say for the most part, it was a better experience than I would have imagined or what it was like last semester. Yeah, some of the professors really put a lot of work into moving it online. I think, I think that really needs to be recognized, especially with the quickness of the situation. It happened really, really fast. So I commend a lot of the professors with how much work they put on there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Have you, so this is, this is more of a personal question relating to your uh, experiences, but have you personally contracted COVID? And if you did, like, what was your experience during that time period? I'm hearing a lot of conflicting reports between different people on severity of their symptoms and, and that sort of thing. So what was your experience? Yeah, so I did contract COVID-19 October 10th on that day. You know, I've always been very careful wearing my mask, not going out in big crowds, but I was in a situation where there was a lot of people and masks were optional. So I kind of had a feeling, oh, this probably isn't going to end well. Like, you know, this, if I do get COVID, it's definitely going to be from this place, which ended up being true because I got my random COVID test from the university on October 13th. That's a Tuesday. And I got the results back the next day. Now, luckily I had two exams that week. So that entire weekend I was just in my room studying. So I wasn't around my roommates a lot. So I didn't get any of them sick. So I'm grateful for that. So yeah, I tested positive October 13th. So five days after my hypothetical exposure, October 15th, that's when I started feeling my symptoms. Now my symptoms were extreme fatigue, headache, sore throat, and then I had really bad muscle cramping. So anyone here who's an avid exerciser, it kind of felt like if you got a pump, but without your muscles feeling full, so they're just cramping up and just pretty much hurting. And then I had a headache, which I've never experienced before, where it felt like on the back of my head, someone was just kind of squeezing my head. And then if you ever had pneumonia before, I'd say the fatigue was on par with that, where you just don't feel like doing anything and you really can't do much. Now, I will say I did every day. I had these periods where my symptoms got really bad for like maybe an hour. And then they'll just kind of subside and be about the same. And I will say I never felt like I needed to go to the hospital. When I had those peak moments, it was more like, okay, if this gets two times worse, then I'll definitely need to go to the hospital. But I would say it definitely was not fun and I would not recommend it to anyone. Now, getting back, so I was always a very active person. I went to the gym. So I'd always, you know, do all my lifts. And then I would, at the end, I would do cardio. I would do two miles on like an assault bike. So, the first two weeks going back, I could only maybe do like three exercises and then I was extremely tired. And then slowly I could do more exercises and I haven't been able to do the same amount of cardio. That's starting to get better. Where I can do a little bit more cardio every time. And I did go to the doctors during Thanksgiving break and he said my lungs are fine. He said it's pretty normal that I would be very fatigued because he's had plenty of people who have to transition back into being more active but he said that should come back. So I should be fine within the coming months, hopefully at least. Wow, well, it's great to sound that you are feeling better, but definitely some scary couple of days there with the illness. Um, can you explain how the university handled um, you being sick and not being able to go to classes? Yeah, so the way that worked is as soon as I tested positive, contact tracing called me. They asked me who I was around. So I just told them, obviously my roommates, 
or they said, who's I around, you know, starting Sunday. And it was just my roommates. Um, so my roommates had to lock down with me. And then what happened was I got an email every single day from university services, just checking up on me, making sure my symptoms didn't get worse. And then from student disability services, I got a waiver for two weeks where I could turn all work late, which was definitely a plus because during those four days when I was really sick, I really couldn't do a lot. Like the one day I just did absolutely nothing. I just slept in my room and I think I just watched Netflix. So that was definitely a huge help. And I can understand why they give you two weeks because if you were in the hospital, you know, you're obviously not going to do anything. But yeah, I still took full advantage of that because I definitely needed the rest. Did any of your roommates get sick that you know of? Um, luckily, they did not. So, you know, I was pretty much on them, like, take your temperature every day and just monitor your symptoms and let's just see. But yeah, luckily, none of them did because the big thing was if I would have to go in my kitchen or something, I would wear a mask and I would wipe everything down and I told all of them. And the same thing, my roommate and I shared a bathroom. So every time I went in there, I had my mask on, I cleaned everything down. And then he made sure to stay in his room anytime I had to take a shower or anything like that. And then my one roommate actually ended up being home because he got his wisdom teeth surgery. So that was good. That was good timing for him. Yeah, it sounds like you pretty um, avid with keeping up with wearing your mask in, in any sort of situation like that. Um, so in your opinion, as, as part of citation needed, how do you think we can more effectively communicate the importance uh, and the science behind uh, mask wearing and social distancing to those who are uh, maybe hesitant or possibly against those principles? Um, I think just being honest with people and just saying, hey, this may not be 100% like this is this end all safe all thing, but this is just kind of the best option we have based off of the current data. And I think a big thing too, is if you're expressing this to anyone to just kind of know your audience. So for example, if I'm talking to some of my friends or people I went to high school with who ended up not going to college, but say entered the workforce and they think, oh, why would I wear a mask? That's not gonna do anything. Or, you know, why would I wear a mask? That's gonna kill me because it's restricting my oxygen just get on their level for So for example, say if I was talking to someone I went to school with and I know they're in the workforce, if I talk to them say, hey, well, one summer I, I renovated bathrooms all summer, that's all I did. And I had to wear an N95 mask and it was 100 degrees outside. So in the bathroom, it was definitely like over 100 degrees. And I wore that an entire day and I was perfectly fine. So logically speaking, if you were wearing a mask in the grocery store, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, I think that's great advice for communicating anything with anyone is trying to understand the level they're at and explain it to people in terms they will understand. Yeah, and um, I think a lot of people in our position do forget that not everyone is going to understand research, and that's totally fine because we need everyone to do different things. You know, I don't know everything about cars. I guarantee none you guys don't know everything about cars, so that's why we go to a mechanic. It's the same thing as why... Um, we talked to epidemiologists about diseases because that's what they're experts in. That's what they've studied. So we should just give them the respect that they deserve, like we would a mechanic or an electrician, and just go with what they have to say for the most part, because if anything, they're just doing their jobs. That's a great point, yeah. Um, so another question for you, uh, more from the college student perspective, a big part of summers is often college internships. 
Um, it's been suggested that about half of the internships were closed because of COVID or many companies were shutting down or moving their internships to virtual. Um, did this impact you and how were you able to still get that experience even with the shutdown this summer? Yeah, so my internship is going to be a dietetics internship at a nursing home in my hometown, specifically a veteran's home. And that was the plan for my summer because before all this happened, it was like, oh, you know, worst case scenario, I have to go home and do an internship instead of, you know, being in Columbus, being able to like have fun, enjoy the city. But now, you know, when you look back, it's like, wow, I would take back, you know, a normal summer, even if it was just stuck in my hometown any day. It definitely was a struggle. I was very worried, like, what am I going to do now? But thankfully, my friend's dad, he needed help at his company. And I can't disclose exactly what we did there, but the skills that I picked up there can definitely apply to future work that I may have that involves building things or just the whole process of how some product gets out the door. So I'm very thankful for that because I built on skills um, or I got to use skills that I used to use all the time. Like in high school, I was on the robotics team. So we were always building robots and then I get to work for him and I get to build things and kind of see how, um, how the whole process of say the food industry would work or any other industry that depends on technology. So I'm very grateful that I was still able to pick up new skills and learn from that. I am currently applying for an online internship at a different company that does like coaching for people. Um, so I am hoping that I can get that because my original plan was to get an in-person internship and then get an internship with some sort of company that operates mainly online just to see the changing workforce and to be more um, varied in that degree. Yeah, I think a lot of us have had to learn new skills and adapt to new surroundings during this past year just, just with the entire changes that we've seen and everything. But that's, that's great to hear that it all worked out for you and then with that, because it's, it's definitely been a struggle for everyone, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. So I believe that concludes our first episode, our first official episode of this season of the Citation Needed podcast. Uh, thank you, Alec, for joining us as our interviewee. And I'll actually let you close this, Mr. Podcast Chip. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Now, as always, this will be the first episode and this will be the first season of the podcast ever. So please be wary of any technical difficulties. We will always be working on them. Now, depending on what platform you're listening to this on, you could like, subscribe, leave a nice review. And if you have any feedback, please let us know. Thank you. And I hope everyone has a good night.